Hey, it's Jordan Johnson, and you are listening to The Grove Podcast. Well, as many of you know, our Grove gatherings take place here at Passion City Church, where we gather the women of Atlanta to come together to worship, sit under biblical teaching, and really just be together as women in a beautiful and welcoming environment. For our February Grove gathering, we got to hear from two of our faves, our fearless leader, Shelly Giglio, and our dear friend, Sadie Rob Huff. They shared with us some of the incredible Jesus stories from Passion 2022, which was held here in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium as 18 to 25-year-olds gathered from all across the globe to lift up the name of Jesus and to be encouraged to leverage their lives for what matters most. Sadie was one of our conference speakers this year, and you'll hear today how she had to overcome some very unique circumstances to be able to carry the message that God gave her for this generation. We hope you are encouraged as you hear their conversation today. So here are Shelley Giglio and Sadie Rob Huff, live from The Grove. Oh, come on, it's Sadie Rob Huff. Come on, Grove. Let's go. So uh, we're gonna sit and have a conversation and you guys are gonna enjoy it, I hope. Um, I'd love tonight to talk about passion because um, we experienced passion together, but separate this yes, time. Yes, And um, there was a little thing called COVID between um, what was happening at Passion and in your life, and, um, but we saw some miracles. So I thought I would start by reminding us, if you haven't been a part of Passion before, that Passion has a scripture verse that we've been based in from the very beginning. So we started Passion in 1997. How many of you were alive in 1997? No. Okay, let me ask it the other way. How many of you were not alive in 1997? This floors me every time. I can't, I don't, I, anyway. We're gonna let that go. You youngsters need to grow up. (laughs) Anyway, in 1997, we started Passion and we started with the belief that there was something bigger to live for than our own glory. That there was a glory that someone as small as a life like mine, where you lend your voice to a great anthem. And we believed that if we asked and called students to a glory greater than their own, that they would actually see purpose for their life. Mm. That so many people were caught in the futile experience of trying to make their own glory. And it's exhausting. It's pointless. It doesn't have a good ending. But there is a glory that lasts beyond. His name is Jesus, and his glory lives on and on forever and ever, the way scripture describes it. So in Isaiah 26, 8, it says, Yes, Lord, what a great start. For your name and your renown are the desire of our souls. And when that scripture started taking root in us, we realized that the invitation that we were holding was massive. That we could actually say to students, there is a possibility of taking your small, tiny flame of a life and putting it into and a part of an eternal flame. You know, at the uh, tomb of the unknown soldier, there's that eternal flame that burns all the time. You guys know about that? That's the picture I see of the glory of God. 
It never gets snuffed out. Not even by stuff like we've just walked through. It never ever stops burning. And when life ends and it's over for all of us because our little candle went out, his glory goes on and on. So what if we took our small, tiny flame and we put it as a part of that big eternal flame and that somehow our little bitty light could be a part of something massive that goes on and on forever. And that's what I wanna live for. So when we talk about passion, we're not just talking about zeal and enthusiasm and excitement. I don't know how you would... um, how you would put a definition on passion. But for us, we thought a lot about it because when we chose the word passion, let's all admit, if you Google it, eh. (laughs) We became the 268 generation for a reason. Because when you Google passion, now passion conferences comes up. Come on, God, won't he do it? But in the beginning, that's not what came up. That wasn't the first thing that arrived on your screen. And it was a little shaky. It was like, is that the name that we should go with? But you know what? Passion, as we defined it, is the amount of difficulty one is willing to endure to accomplish the goal. Passion week. It's the week leading up to Easter. I think about that when I think about passion. What was Jesus willing to endure to accomplish the goal? What was the goal? The goal is that you and I could be reconciled to the Father, that we could be in a right standing and real relationship with our maker. And Jesus said, there has to be a death for that. I'm willing, I'll persevere to the cross Philippians 2, do you know that passage? It talks about he humbled himself to the point of obedience, even death on a cross, so that God's name and glory could be exalted. So this is the kind of passion we're talking about. So when we talk about passion and the gathering of students, we're not talking about all the enthusiasm that a place like Mercedes-Benz can hold, although it was so loud in there. Students they're not quiet, they were loud. But actually, they were also laying something down, their own story, so that they could be a part of a story that was greater than their own. So that's the passion that we wanna talk about tonight, and that's the invitation that all of us have in life, is to be a part of something that's greater than ourselves. One of the stories from Passion that was so awesome, and we mentioned it just a second ago, is that Sadie arrived in Atlanta to be a part of Passion, she and Christian, and when they arrived, she tested positive. The second they got to Atlanta, she was positive. So tell us that story, what happened, and talk to us about kind of what transpired over the next few hours. Yeah, so it was It was a crazy, crazy, crazy start to the year and finish to the last year. 
And I will say, I'm so glad that you shared that and the meaning behind passion and even just the verse, because that verse always just reminds me of like why we do everything we do. And I'll never forget the first time I was asked to speak at passion and I was so scared out of my mind. Uh, I still am every time, but that time really. And I remember texting you and saying, so is there any direction? Like, is there anything I should be talking about? You know? And I remember you just sent me that verse and you said, well, this is our verse if this helps you. And um, I just remember reading that and thinking, wow, like this is really powerful. So I started praying into it for your name and your renown are the desires of my soul. And you know, when you live your life like that, like your name and your renown, God is the desire of my soul, then your life really does just begin to preach. You know, you don't really have to worry as much. Like, what am I gonna say? Because when you posture yourself like, whatever I'm gonna say is just to bring your name glory, good things come out of your mouth, you know? And so I just love that reminder of that. So yeah, coming up to passion, just to put this into perspective, Christian and I are kind of on the passion team now. So we get to help vision, the visionary of passion and talk about it year round. So year round, we think about passion, we pray for passion, we pray for the people that were, are gonna be coming to passion. I work on my message and pray for the words. And so this was like a year's worth of just really working on what this time was going to be. And so we get up to the week of Christmas and everything, and I'm like, I cannot get COVID. So I quarantine, my whole family actually goes to Disney World for my grandparents' 50th wedding anniversary. And me and Christian decided not to go because we were like, I cannot get COVID. So totally quarantine, played it safe and everything. And then a few days go by, we're two days out from Passion, from at least coming to Atlanta, so three days from Passion. And my daughter, Honey, kind of had a cough in the night. And I was like, oh no, this is not good. So I wanted to take her to the doctor and make sure she was okay. And all the while, I hadn't been feeling great, but I was kind of just like, eh, ignore, I'm fine. You know, if you're a mom, you're just like, whatever. My kid's sick, we'll deal with that. I'm okay, take some Advil, I'll be fine. So I get up and I take her to the doctor. And while I was there, I asked her doctor, I was like, hey, I actually have a really big conference coming up in a few days. Do you mind just going ahead and testing us both for COVID and making sure we don't have it? So Honey tests negative for COVID, she tests negative for everything, and I tested positive for the flu. And I was like, oh, dang it. But I was like, it's okay, at least it's not COVID. I can manage this. The flu, <laughs> that sounds great. I'm like, great, I love it, great, that's easy. At least it's not COVID. And so I like have a fever, I'm sweating. The doctor's like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm good, I'm great, I don't have COVID, we're good. And so we get home and you know, take care of honey. And then I'm like feeling sick. If you know the flu, it's like you get told you had the flu and then all of a sudden like you know you have the flu. It's like all of a sudden symptoms come out of nowhere. So my body's hurt and I'm like, okay, okay. And I'm just thinking, this is the enemy. He is trying to weaken me. He is trying to stop me. He will not. And so, but I'm like getting stopped and I'm getting weak. And so we were set to fly out the very next morning, right after I got the flu. And I was just thinking, well, we're all gonna be quarantined anyways. You know, I'll tell everybody on the team I had the flu, I'll wear my mask, I'll stay away, but like I can totally do this, right? Well, I wake up at like three in the morning, just had a high fever and was just so achy. My chest was so tight and I'm like, oh no, Christian, oh no. 
And I'm like, okay, well, I can still do this, but like, I cannot get on an airplane right now because my ears were so infected. I was like, I think my eardrums would actually explode if I went in the air. I do not think I can get like around people. So I said, let's just drive. Let's just get in the car and drive to Atlanta. So he's like, okay, you know, we're both just trying to rally. Like we can do this, we can do this, we can do this. And like I said, like it wasn't just like we were trying to just be crazy and do it. It really was because I did genuinely believe God gave me a message for this generation, for this time in history. And this whole year we had been praying and planning and this word just seemed very intentional and very specific. It was about identity and asking the question, who is the God of your life? And I felt like, our generation, especially 18 to 24 year olds needed to hear that message, maybe more than ever of that, who is God? Like who's on the throne of your life? And whoever you think God is, is going to be who tells you you are. And I think that's why so many of us are so confused by who we are. So I really felt like this needed to get out. So we get in the car, we drive to Atlanta. I get here and I get some medicine, not feeling great, eat some chicken noodle soup, lay in bed all day. And then Christian's like, I'm gonna COVID test because I never did. I gotta make sure I don't have COVID for passion tomorrow. And so since he was taking a test, I was like, oh, I'll go ahead and take a test too, even though I tested negative the day before. And boom, as soon as I tested, it wasn't even like you have to wait 10 minutes. It was just like double line. And I was like, what? No, 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 no. I was like, false positive, test me again. So we test again, double line. I'm like, what? No. And like immediately I was just like, I was in complete shock because I was like, okay, this whole time I thought, man, like the enemy definitely doesn't want me to share this message and he's throwing all these attacks, but he can't stop this. And then whenever I tested positive for COVID, I was like, is he actually gonna stop this? Like, am I actually not gonna get to share this word? Like, is this it? Is this over? And then I'm like, oh no, I had to call Louie and Shelly and tell them. And we've been planning this all year together. And so I was so nervous. And I think I was like nervous laughing on the phone. I called Shelly, I'm like, I just, I just blurted out, like, I just tested positive for COVID. Like, I didn't even, I don't even think I got, I like said anything else. I was just like, gotta get this out. And I was like, I can't even believe this. I don't even know what to do and all this stuff. And Shelly said, well, she's like so calm like she is. She goes, well, you can get in the car and drive home or maybe just, let me just think about it for a few hours. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I hang up and I'm like devastated. Calmness is like my superpower. I know. She was like weirdly calm. And I was like, okay. I was like, I am not getting in the car and driving home. Are you crazy? But then I was like, but do I have to? Because what do you do, you know? And then I'm like almost started crying. And I was like, no, this like, this cannot happen. And so I texted Shelly and I was like, can I please do a video message? Like I can physically do it. Like I know I can do it. And I was just like, God has given me this word. Like if, if there's any way I can just go to an empty room and do a video message, just turn the camera on. And if it doesn't work for the conference, if it's awkward or off or I look sick or it's just not gonna fit, then scrap it. But like, if it works, just roll with it, you know? And so Shelly calls me after I text her that and she's like, okay, we have a plan. She's like, you can do a video message. You're gonna come to right here, I actually preached it right here. So you're gonna come to our campus and you're gonna walk through the back door. No one will be there. There'll be, she actually met me there, but she was in the back. So it stayed right back there in the room with Miss Linda and my assistant friend, Steph and Christian. And she said, you're gonna walk in. We're gonna have a camera on the other side of the room. The mic will be up there for you to just grab. 
and you're just gonna have to preach it to this room. But I remember you were like, but you, you've been prepared for this. Like, you can do this. Like, you know you can do this. And what was crazy is I did know that. I, I knew I had been prepared for that because the year before, during COVID, I did everything virtually. So I preached so many sermons with the same energy as if people were in the room online. And then whenever I did things on TV, there were so many times where I was super sick, but I had to do it because, um, for instance, like Dancing with the Stars is live every single Monday. So if you're sick, get over it. <laughs> you're dancing, you know? And so I just knew like there have been times in my life that God's prepared me to be able to be confident in this moment and show me what He can do. So I wake up the next day, and I'm not gonna lie, my chest was heavy. I was like, oh shoot, my voice was gone. So I wake up early, I'm doing breathing treatments, took some medicine, drank some tea, prayed a lot, listened to a lot of worship music. Then I come in this back door, and I remember I called my mom right before, and my mom was like, hey look, I know that you preach like very you know, enthusiastically, because if you've ever seen any time where I talk, I talk really fast, and my hands are going everywhere, and I'm pacing the stage, and that's just part of my personality. And she said, but you don't have to do that. Like, just sit down, just sit down, just take a chill pill, you know, just preach it slowly, like God's given you a word. But something came over me that morning, and I was like, no, I'm so mad that the enemy would do this. He has no idea who he's messing with. I'm like, this is a word and I have to get this out. And I want, it, I want to have the same energy as if I was in that room. And she's like, I know, but you're sick. And I'm like, no, but God can do this. So I get in here and I remember just saying to you, I was like, hey. And then I just take the mic away and I'm like, and I just start screaming. And you all probably thought it was crazy, but I was trying to just get my voice to sound normal, like trying to break past anything that was stopping it from sounding normal. Walked over there, chugged a water bottle, stood right here, you prayed over me from afar. I said, <laughs> okay, let's do this. And the camera turned on. And for the next 30 minutes, I can't even explain to y'all what happened other than the Spirit of God just came through. It was insane. It was literally insane. And I'm telling y'all that, like, I felt like I was like a part of a miracle because I like, I know I was not physically, act although I was saying I could do it, like, I knew this was going to take a miracle, like, because I felt so sick, but I was like, okay, I'm just going to believe that you're going to meet me in that moment. And then God did. And for 30 minutes, I literally stood right here looking to that camera with five people in the room and was just like, boom, 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 boom. And then as soon as it was over, I went, okay, okay. She did. That was cool. And literally sat down right here. And I just looked at Shelly and Shelly was like, that was good. I was like, Yeah. It was good? Okay, good. I didn't even know like if it really was that good. And then I watched the video back and I was like, that was not me. Yeah. Like that was not me who had the flu and COVID. Like that was God like getting a message across that he wanted to get across. And it was just so cool. And I wanna share that with y'all, not to say look at what I did because I'm telling you I was so weak, but I'm like, look at how strong God is. Yeah. And when we step into those moments, where like you're putting God like to his word and saying like, you're my strength when I am weak, God, like you can do this. I know like you anoint people for this. Your Holy Spirit is in me. Like show me what that means. Show me how that works when you're empowered in me. And then he does, you're like, oh my goodness. Why would I ever doubt? 
why would I ever doubt? And so, man, I just wanted to share that with y'all because I know like there might be so many of you in this room who feel too weak to do so many of the things God is calling you to do right now. You might feel too weak to even be the mom that you wanna be or too weak to do the job that you wanna do or too weak to say the thing, to be the mentor that you know you can be. But you are not too weak for God to be strong in you. You are not too weak for the Holy Spirit to empower you. And when you let Him do that, your faith rises so high. Your, your hope, your faith, your love for him rises so high that you almost want to be put in those positions because yeah. you just want to see God be God. Yes. And it was just, it was so cool. And honestly, I, I wouldn't say like, I wish that I have COVID or I wish I had the flu because obviously it would have been great to be at Passion. But at the same time, I'm so thankful that you know, God allowed me to step into that and see what his power could do through me when I felt like I couldn't do it. That's it. Yeah, I feel like um, one of the things that we were saying, even as you were arriving and Steph was here um, that day, was that even though we we were surprised that we were in that moment, that God wasn't surprised that we were in that moment. Mm. And so somehow in his sovereign plan, that it was actually plan A. It wasn't plan B. He wasn't like, oh shoot, Sadie tested positive. What will we do? Right? How many times a day do you think when something goes wrong, I'm on my own? What if it's plan A? Mm. What if actually what's happening is under and within the sovereign will of God? And what he allows, he can also sustain. It's good. And so you're standing there and the bottom's dropped out. I'm so disappointed. I had other expectations. I was really hopeful that it would play out this way, right? But it doesn't always play out that way. In the moment where things don't play out the way we think they should, what are we gonna believe about God? That he's able? That he's enough? That he's sovereign? That he's holding this whole thing in his hand? Or that we're out of control and out of his plan and out of the will and over on the backside of earth somewhere going, what happened to God? So I think what I loved watching Sadie is she didn't just take the answer as, well, I have COVID and that's the end. She still believed that God was able to use her weak, sick voice. And did anybody in the room see Sadie's talk from Passion? Did anybody in the room see Sadie's talk from Passion? It was unreal. It was unreal because it was God-ordained. He had already decided, this is what I'm gonna do. I don't know what y'all are gonna do, but this is what I'm going to do. And I'm gonna use you to do it. And he had already decided that, and then she got to decide that alongside of God's decision. So I just encourage us today that that God is sovereign and that he has a plan and that he's gonna use our lives. But we also participate in that by our choices. Yeah. And I would just call us up to the things of God to say, I don't understand it and it doesn't make sense to me. And if I was God, I probably would have done it different. He hears that from me often. (laughs) He also reminds me that's probably why you're not God. But (laughs) details. But I think I always have a choice in that too, to see if I believe that God is big enough and faithful enough to come through anyway. 
and if his plan really did include all of those curveballs for my life. And I think Sadie was just a beautiful example of that in that day. So thank you. So cool. You know how in the word and Joseph's story at the end of it, it says, you take what the enemy intended for evil and you turned it for good. And, you know, we say that and we sing that. um, But sometimes I think, you know, that verse and that saying sounds just like a good saying. It sounds like, oh yeah, you take what's intended for evil and you turn it for good. And it sounds like it's this automatic thing, right? But when you read the life of Joseph, like there was actually a lot of endurance and a lot of perseverance that he had to have to see what God actually meant for good after all of that evil or after all of that thing that was bad. And I think sometimes like it's really easy for us in the moment where things go wrong, like for Joseph in the moment that he's in the pit or the moment that he's in prison or for me, the moment that you get the flu or the moment that you get COVID just to be like, oh man, it's just terrible, right? This is just horrible. How could this happen? And just get so negative and get to just, just think that everything's going wrong. But it takes faith in those times to say, I don't see it yet, but I know God, because you're so good, you're gonna turn this for good. So help me to have the faith right now to see what you're doing that's good, even in this moment that doesn't seem like it. Because I know you're in it, so show me. Fix my eyes to see. And Joseph, like, you read the story, and he didn't complain. Like, he, he praised God the whole way. And as he was with God, people around him saw God in him and got to be blessed by the dreams he was interpreting and the gifting that he had, you know? And for me in that moment, it was this thing like, do you tap out now? Do you just say, well, that was bad. That stunk. Well, there goes my whole year wasted. Or do you say, okay, God, like you're still good. So where's the good? Like, how can this turn for good, you know? And just wait on him and see it. And I just know that there's so many of you in here, it would be naive to think that everyone's in the good spot right now, that everyone's seeing the good side of things. You know, maybe some of you are going through the hard things. Maybe some of you are really feeling the, um, the schemes of the enemy weighing in and it's feeling hard and it's feeling tiring. But I just encourage you, like, it's gonna be good, but it's also can be good now simply because he's good and he's in it and he's with you. And um, so if you can just fix your eyes to see that or ask God to give you the faith to believe it even when you can't, I think good things happen from that. So good, goodness, that's so good. So um, we had a couple of Grove girls that were a part of Passion as well. Uh, Jackie Hill Perry, who some of you have heard speak at the Grove, which she's amazing. Um, beautiful story about that. Sadie ended up giving her talk in this um, church, 515 location, and Jackie Hill Perry ended up giving her talk because she was pregnant and actually had a baby on the day that she spoke at Passion. Crazy. Let, let me repeat that. Jackie Hill Perry had her baby. Literally, I'm texting her, girl, watching you right now. It's so powerful. And she's like, yeah, girl, I'm in the hospital room having a baby right now. It's like... <laughs> That's when you don't answer me, right? Like, you're good. Excused absence. It's baby number four. She's texting. Baby number yeah. four. Um, Jackie Hill Perry spoke at Passion. It was amazing. She, she preached at our Cumberland location, and it was incredible. There were very few people in the room that day as well. And she spoke straight from her heart about the holiness of God, and it was, like, life-altering. And, and then Christine Kane. Y'all know Hurricane Christine? <laughs> Christine McCain, Hurricane. She, uh, she preached a word that blew our minds, um, which is not unlike Christine, but she preached um, on a concept of, of Joshua and Caleb approaching the promised land. 
And they were the ones who actually saw potential that they could take the land and all the other spies. Y'all remember this story? Turned back and said, big giants, not possible. And the way she showed us that was, I might have a picture of it um, for the screen, but she showed um, a black dot in the middle of a white screen. And she said, what do you see? I already kind of gave it away, sorry. (laughs) Forget the part where I told you what it was about. What do you see? (laughs) (laughs) This is why she's Christine Kane and I'm not. Okay, Um, what do y'all see? (laughs) Black dot. How many of you see the white space? Three people, three. (laughs) The black dot is what we've been trained to focus on, but the white space is what the majority is. That's the potential that God has for our lives. And we boil it down to the things that look like they're clogging it up and not on the things that he actually has potential for. And the way she preached it is that most of the percentage of the people, even the people who believe in God, come up to a circumstance and see the black dot. I don't see how God's gonna make a way. I can't imagine what he's gonna do to get me through this. I'm not gonna make it. This is too much for God. But those who actually see the white space Mm. believe that our God is able and he is willing. Mm. He's more than can do. He is will do. And we have the potential by what we see to focus on what we believe is possible. Mm. And that's why we get to be a part of this kingdom of God. He is not going to force us to not look at the black dot but he's gonna invite us to see the opportunity of the white space. And so tonight you're invited to that. You actually can be a part of seeing the kingdom of God where nobody else sees anything but obstacles. You and I are invited to participate in the kingdom of God by believing him, by believing him for things that we haven't yet seen that we know exist because God is good and kind and gracious but we haven't yet experienced this particular thing, but we can trust and believe God in ways that most people would never ever take God up on. And so tonight, I think really more than anything, Sadie and I just felt like, before we just move on to what's the next thing? What's the next event? What's the Grove gonna be about? Who's gonna be here? What is God gonna say on Sunday? What is it about? We wanted to just stop. for one second and say, what are you already saying that we're not onboarding? What have you already spoken out that we haven't taken hold of yet? And what do we have the potential to wake up to in this place tonight? So this night isn't about what God did back at Passion. This night is about what God can do and wants to do through you tonight. He wants your yes. And we talk about this a lot, but there's every reason, there was every reason not to do passion. Every reason. But God. He is able. And we saw him do miracles. And there's students who are living all over the world tonight because of what he awakened in their life in those days. And what if we had just stopped at the black dot? 
What if we had just said, I don't know if God can get through this one. This one seems too tough for him. But we didn't. We believed, we trusted, and we obeyed. Thank you so much to Sadie and Shelly just for your generosity to share with us. And we pray that all of you listening today are inspired to remember God's faithfulness. And if He's speaking to you, to take a step of faith toward Him today. You'll also want to make sure that you check out Sadie's new book, Who Are You Following?, from your favorite book source. And as always, please keep up with All Things Grove on Instagram at PCC underscore The Grove, as well as online at thegroveonline.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time on The Grove Podcast.